Well, a very pleasant welcome back to part two here of Moments of Assurance for this blessed Thursday, 22 February. You know, some people say February. Well, that's their problem. I know it's February. <laughs> At any rate, uh, it's a pleasure to share the treasure of Jesus Christ with you, as always. If you have a question or a comment, send me a tweet at Rev Hawk or the uh, email address, mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. And as advertised in part one of uh, Moments of Assurance for today, a special guest in the studio to help discuss spiritual warfare, and that's Kelly Schumacher. And uh, Kelly, a very pleasant noontime hour to you. Thank you so much, Mark. It's so good to be here again. Well, it's a, a pleasure to have you in Studio C here at the IC. I see at the IC. <laughs> and it's icy yeah. outside. If yes, we're not it, careful. it may be icy oh, yeah, outside. That's right. And uh, there's a, a warning in beginning at 6 p.m. here on this blessed uh, day. But uh, this program will air on Thursday. Exactly. Uh, so uh, be careful. Yes, just be careful. Whatever day it is to you when you hear this, <laughs> I don't know. But. Uh, Indeed, be careful. Now, um, Kelly, you um, put together a website called agnusdeiarts.com. That's A-G-N-U-S-D-E-I-Arts.com. Is that not right? That and, uh, is correct. Okay. You got what, the right what, answer. <laughs> what Before we get to spiritual warfare, what brought that on, and how did you get involved artistically, and who encouraged you? Great, great. Well, of Quite a few years ago now, um, I was in a Bible study where um, Dr. Burrison at the seminary was teaching a class on the book, He Was Crucified. And it went through a lot of the passion narrative and a lot of religious artwork depicting Christ's passion and sacrifice. And it was around this time of year, lo and behold. And um, I was really praying and asking God, you know, what, how do you want me to use my gifts? Because... Um, I was in school, I was learning figurative art, and I was studying theology, but I didn't know how to bring the two together. Where did you study theology? I'm just, just Nowhere. Curious <laughs> Nowhere. I mean, just opening God's Word and reading commentaries and reading, um, you know, just going to basic Bible studies and talking to pastors. Sure. Well, that's, that's studying theology. Much. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. kind of where it came about. And I was just asking God, you know, how do you want me, what do you want me to do? Because um, it, it's apparent you've blessed You've given me this gift, and obviously that's supposed to be used. And then, but the theology was kind of a surprise thing that happened. And then it became, and then I you know, went through that book and I started to really consider. I didn't know what liturgical art was, but just consider going down that path. And then um, there was a show in Washington, D.C. about sacred art and painted um, crucifixes, also in time for Easter and Lent. And that kind of started the ball rolling and getting me to think, you know, Christ um, putting him into the art. And then it was kind of slowly over time, I just kept... It evolved, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just saw a great need that a lot of the church when I was out in Phil churches in Philadelphia and the museums had a lot of religious art that we did not have in the Midwest. And I just, you know, kind of took those little baby steps and trusted God and, you know, just asked him to show me. And it just became very clear to me that my artistic gifts were meant to be used to spread the gospel well, today and specifically adorn churches to look beautiful again. And that would be a wonderful way to witness and draw people in. To hear Absolutely. About well, you know, the scriptures exhort you and me to trust in the Lord at all times. And certainly you have. I've trusted your talent, the use of your talent. 
coupling it with your study of theology. I mean, uh, anybody that gets into the Word of God, they're studying theology. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And uh, I get letters from people sometimes, and they say, we love KFUO because the message is straight and it's clear. And uh, it's not doesn't have any admixture of all kinds of uh, stuff that <laughs> that's that just doesn't jive with what the scriptures so clearly present. Yes, exactly. And what you've done in your artwork, and we'll get to a piece of your artwork uh, coming up, and uh, how you came to uh, draw this up, and it's just uh, so very beautiful. But uh, first of all, how would you de- let's get into spiritual warfare. How would you define spiritual warfare? Well, um, we are living in spiritual warfare. I mean, we are in, and en- we talked about this earlier, we are in enemy territory. Um, God's word is living inside of us, but around us, um, the, what is the hymn by Martin Luther? Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill. They cannot and shall not overpower us. Right. And that we live in a world that is hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are being tempted on all sides um, to sin, to abandon our faith, and that we are living in just a... Um, we aren't always aware of it, but it's definitely there. Everything in this life... Um, that is not of God, is an enemy of God, and it's pulling us away and pulling us away from him. That's the whole point, um, to make us followers of Satan as well. And thankfully, Jesus is a lot stronger, but we still have to live with that reality. That's right. Well, you know, it says in the book of James, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It's kind of like a magnet, you know, yes. as you get close, you, you study theology, as you get, I don't yes. know if you're like me, I can't put it down. I mean, no, if I had no. another 12 hours or another five hours or two hours, I'd be spending it in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It, it's mm-hmm. very exciting. So the devil, instead of, you know, the devil doesn't want you to draw near to God. That's the no, point. No, he wants to pull you away in as far and as fast as he can. That's just uh, the nature of the evil one, and you can just see him saying, "Ah, got another one," <laughs> you know. Hopefully, and uh, uh, but he can't. If you're baptized, you the listener. If you're baptized and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and you use the means of word and sacraments, uh, the devil will not be able to get you because you've got the armor. You talked. We talked about mm-hmm. the armor of God. Saint Paul wrote, "Put on the whole armor of God." The problem is with some Christians, they don't get the sword of the spirit out of its sheath. You got to take the sword. You got to use. The, the scripture uh, in your battle against, you know, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He always runs from the sun. Yes. Every single time. Um, one of the one of the things that, that has come clear to me, Jesus died on Calvary, that's for sure. And uh, his sacrifice is good for all time. Now, uh, what the devil attempts to insert into the life of every Christian is, that's too good to be true. You must have to do something in addition. So it's like what Christ has done plus what you do equals salvation. And so the devil is constantly trying to use the works argument that, uh, you know, you've you got to take a look at your works. If they're not enough or if they're not good enough, uh, you may not make it to heaven. Well, it's not a matter of making it to heaven. In Jesus Christ, you've already made it, and you just have to wait till death to get the full benefits of it. Isn't that right? Yes, and Jesus is just carrying you through it. I mean, that's what I've I've seen so much is we think, I mean, even our good works, um, those are because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are working through us. It's not that we have to muster up this 
strength and this ability and this um, it's so much about just being a child of God and then allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you to bless others. Okay. Um, uh, very well said, Kelly. And, uh, by the way, you're listening to Moments of Assurance uh, Worldwide KFUO Radio here uh, originating in St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson with Kelly Schumacher. We are discussing spiritual warfare. Now, Kelly, as I understand it, spiritual warfare has taken place in in the heavens originally. And uh, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. So he came down and became prince of this world. And uh, so as prince of this world, as you mentioned, uh, now there's spiritual warfare. So, you know, to me, I, I look at it this way. I get up in the morning. If I don't pray, if I don't, uh, okay, I know for you theologians, I know prayer is not a means of grace. Nevertheless, it's a means of an awareness of the Lord's presence. When you pray, you have to be aware that you're talking to God, and that helps everything along. Uh, and so um, if I don't do that and get into the Word of God soon, then the devil's going to already be at my heels. You can It's invisible. The principalities and powers of darkness, they're invisible, but they're out there pulling, 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 Ah, oh, you don't. You can skip church. You don't have to. You don't have to do your devotion. You don't have to do your Bible study. You know. You, you know. You've been confirmed. My goodness sakes, you've been confirmed. You know all this stuff. You know. So the devil, really. Or you can handle you know, this on your own. Right. You don't need to ask God for to help. You yeah. can handle. And that's one of the biggest. It's like starting your day. Are you starting your day in your strength? Which. We are always tempted to live our day in our strength, but it's starting out and asking God for the strength to get you through every moment of every day. And as you draw near to him, um, he is the one that is equipping you and calling you. And you start to realize you are nothing. He is everything. Um, And it's ironic because um, the weaker we are in ourselves, the stronger that Christ is in us and the faster the devil runs away from that. You know, that's that's so true. And St. Paul confessed, he says, I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith Yes. in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But faith needs to be fanned. Yeah, that spark of faith needs to be fanned. The gospel of Jesus Christ fans that spark into a bright burning flame. You stay away from the means for the fanning, guess what happens to the spark? There's always a danger. It could even go out, and the devil, oh, then the devil, he'll have a heyday, you know. So uh, that's that's the danger. Uh, and um, when we were talking off mic before the program, or this part of the program began, about what true joy is all about for the Christian person— or parson, as the case may be, uh, we have earthly joys, you know, uh, and uh, even though it's a sinful world, there are earthly joys, like when a baby is born, uh, we get married, we get a promotion, uh, we build a new home, uh, but those kind of joys are tempered by living in a sinful world. That's the problem. So there can never be a true joy down here. Now, that's where the devil steps in. All right. If if something doesn't, you know, you hear these prosperity theologians come up and say you're you're not living right. You're not praying hard enough. If you just pray a little harder, then everything would be filled up with joy and so forth. Uh, well, there is an element of truth to that. In that, uh, the psalmist wrote, "In Thy presence is fullness of joy." The, the, when you're in the Lord's presence through His Word and sacraments, you get joy. But what I'm talking about is when things don't work out in your life like you expected them to work out. Uh, some people let their joy be tied into their circumstances. Oh, and that is always a temptation. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you stay in God's Word. That is always 
oh, there's always a temptation and God is always um, bringing that about that contentment. But it's just, it is just so easy to be dissatisfied and ungrateful and God, you did this wrong or I was supposed to have this or Or God, you're not with me anymore. Yes. You must have left me because things ain't working out like I expected them to work out. Therefore, you must be absent. Right. And instead, those circumstances I've had to learn and still I'm learning daily is whenever things don't go my way, it's it's always a reminder that where is my true happiness coming from and where is my true joy coming from? And it's Christ and all of the spiritual gifts he gives just asking him to fill you with love, joy, peace, patience, with um, gratitude, with, you know, Lord, help me to see the good that you are doing. Help me to be grateful for the good that, um, you know, the, the little blessings and help me to see how you are with me. Um, help me to remember your word. And then that place of joy can spill out into everything else. Absolutely. Which is so um which is so wonderful. <laughs> well, then joy is above the circumstance instead yes. of circumstance above the exactly. joy. It's not exactly. tied, not tied together. And God is even, even those difficult things. God is always working good in those circumstances. You know, something um, particularly disappointing may happen, but then you realize, well, wait a second, God, you know, was taking care of me through that, or God was teaching me patience or God was teaching me. Um, he's always teaching us. I find <laughs> So. You can say that again. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think it never yeah, ends. So, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't, uh, you know. But uh, the, the devil likes it when we think that joy is tied into circumstances and when things don't go our way. Oh, God has left. Uh, that's right. Mm-mm. Satan says that. You know, nope, that's nope, right. nope. <laughs> that's why the scripture says we're not contending against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness, even in the heavenly places. I, I read this quote to you earlier. To God, the people limp. To the devil, they run. And I said, shouldn't it be the opposite? Well, that's not quite true either. We shouldn't even limp to the devil. (laughs) Oh, no, no. We just want to stay as far away. But I feel like what that means is when we're wounded, it makes us draw more to the Lord. And that when... But the problem is, is the devil makes everything look so enticing and so exciting, which is probably why it's so easy to just rush and slip and slide after that. And then once we slip and slide and fall down, then we limp. <laughs> we that's limp right. back to guide. Um, that's a, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the limping happens when we, in confession and repentance, yes. say, God, I blew it again. You are right. True satisfaction. There was a song from the 1960s. That was a little before your time, but it was in my teenage time. And uh, the song was, I, and it's poor grammar, but it, it was, I can't get no satisfaction. And it goes on and on and on. And how true. Oh, not yes. a, not in this world you can't. All you can get is a Band-Aid. All you can get is a temporary fix, not a permanent solution. No, no. And when the Lord gets to you and heals you, it is from the inside out and it is so thorough. So yeah. thorough. Yeah. The My blood friends. of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And that's the purpose of gathering together in worship and divine worship uh, on Sunday or whenever you worship because you are reminded of the Lord's presence and you receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of sins and you are therefore refreshed, revitalized uh, for the battle because you go back out into the world. You know, some congregations, they have a white sign, or it's usually white as they as you leave and it says you are now entering the mission field. No, it should read you are now entering 
the battlefield. The battlefield. <laughs> Put on your armor. That's Let's right. Go. And uh, because the devil, like I said, he's just going to do everything. Uh, Ephesians 6 talks about the schemes of the devil. He's a schemer and a dreamer. He dreams that he can get you. First uh, Timothy talks about the snares of the devil. Uh, in Revelation, you've studied the book of Revelation, uh, says in Revelation 20, verse 7, he will be released for a short time at the end. And we don't know exactly when that's going to be, where he'll have some more power, but still not power to take us away from Christ. Not A baptized Christian uh, cannot be taken away from Christ. Neither height, nor depth, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to, before we run... We got plenty of time here, but I would like to get into um, the piece of art uh, that. Uh, well, you had several pieces of art there. That now there was a contest, right? Tell yes. us a little bit about the contest. Yes. Um, I don't know when what's going to happen about it because I entered it in um, last December, and um, it's called the Apocalypse Prize, and uh, the requirements for the contest were to illustrate three separate portions of Revelation. And to do that in a medieval style, um, using the pictorial device of analogy. So you are taking those very kind of cryptic texts and cryptic imagery and trying to show the narrative and the symbolism of what is happening um, in a picture. Well, you know, St. John uh, was on the island of Patmos, and he received this vision from God as to the what the heavens are, are going to be like. Man, some of that in, imagery of what God is like and the Lamb, it just takes my breath away. I mean, it's just, yeah, oh my goodness. You, you, you can't, can't hold it. <laughs> you, you, you can't imagine what, what is this going to be like when I get to heaven. For the Christian, it, it can, it's nothing but complete and true joy. Uh, for the non-Christian, unfortunately, they're lost, and, and that's very tragic. So that's why Worldwide KFUO is on the air, in order to get that message out uh, around the world. One quick question to ask before we start talking about the imagery here. Are these pictures that you've done, these illustrations available to the listener today? How, yes, how can they, they get are. a hold of it? Um, actually, this past weekend, a good friend of mine put together some of the Z Clays, um, and they are available on my website now under the um, prints. Um, well, in the store section, you can purchase their um, about eight and a half by eleven or thirteen by nineteen inch paper, archival paper, archival ink. So um, you can order that, and I've got a bunch of other Z clays that are appropriate for the Lenten season. Super! Oh, that's wonderful. All right, let's let's look at this. For I know, I realize you, the listener, this is not television, so you can't see it. But hopefully, and I know Kelly does such a, a fantastic job of, of describing things that you you can picture this in your mind. Uh, so Kelly, why don't you? Uh, we, we've got the the bride and the groom. Well, the illustration of uh, Jesus. And the, the church, church here, Jesus and the church, uh, that central portion there. Why don't you just describe this and pretend that, you know, the listeners out there, well, you don't have to pretend they're, they're, they're out there, but what I mean is that uh, put yourself in their place. They they can't see this, so describe it for them. Sure, sure. Well, I was inspired um, 
by the film Beauty and the Beast, and there's a stained glass window at the end. And this isn't an exact representation by any means, but in the stained glass window, you have um, the Beast restored to his human form and Belle, and it's this beautiful stained glass window of this kind of coming together in this wedding. And I was inspired by that to show Christ wiping the tears of his bride, the church, on the last day, and he's bearing the wounds on his hands that are in the shape of a cross. Um, and a lot of, um, I noticed there's kind of like this fairy tale imagery. Well, his sash, it says faithful and faithful true and on this. Faithful and true, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I just noticed that a lot of fairy tales, you know, there's always a prince that comes to save. And obviously, um, you know, that isn't always how things work in this life, but there is a prince that comes to save, and it's Christ, and he's the bridegroom of the church. And so the closest thing to you can get to really a fairy tale prince that is perfect is Christ himself, um, except he does even goes beyond that. Um, he sacrifices his life for his bride, the church, hence the cross above with the, the river of the water of life pouring from his side. And um, the bride and Christ are beneath a tree that is the tree of life for the healing of the nations. With um, yeah, I see the tree and, yeah. the, and the different branches of the yeah. tree and, and, and the leaves. There's a watermelon in there too. There's a watermelon. <laughs> there's I know watermelons don't go on <laughs> yeah. trees, but I thought why not? Sure. Um, and That's so they're fine. they're almost like the new Adam and the new Eve in paradise. So the the narrative that starts with Genesis is fulfilled in Revelation. Oh, that's fantastic! All right, and above, as as you go above the cross and Christ, what do we have at the yeah, top there? Yeah, there's um, the twelve gates with twelve pearls, and then the twelve different kinds of stones that are the foundation for the city, and then there's twelve angels, um, one at each gate. So. Um, okay, beautifully depicted there. Absolutely. All right. And the point of the whole illustration is what for the listener? What, sure, what, what um, are you trying to convey? Sure. Um, it's the spirit and the bride say come. And um, I was challenged years ago to think of new um, imagery for Christendom. And that was through a school. And they said, you know, try to find a way to represent things differently than what is kind of in the canon of art. And I thought, well, Maybe just play around, try to figure out a way to represent the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom that has no end. Okay. And also looking at Ephesians 5.22 is how is Christ's relationship with the church um, reflected in the marital relationship? Sacrifice, sacrifice, mm -hmm. sacrifice. Sacrifice and promise, yes. And promise, right, and a covenant. Mm -hmm. Covenant, Absolutely. that word there too. When you uh, When a person gets married... It is for better or for worse. You don't trade your spouse in because things get tough. You know, I mean, yeah. now, okay, there are, in the case of exceptions to that, abu oh, abuse. Course. So please don't misunderstand. There yeah. are exceptions to that. But generally speaking, I mean, you you got a commitment. You stick with it. The Lord made a divine commitment. To in, us. Right. And uh, Genesis 49.10, it says, The scepter will not depart from Judah. And Jesus, oh, that's our tribe of Judah. He came from the tribe of Judah. And uh, so anyway, this is all beautifully depicted. There's one more illustration. We have just about one minute. Oh, wow. And uh, the time has gone fast. And this one is of the dragon. Can you des describe this uh, this illustration here yes, of the devil? Uh, the de devil. This is from Revelation. There are seven heads, ten horns per head, and one diadem per head. Um, and this dragon is very fiercely biting at 
the church. Yeah. Which this, is the spiritual warfare we're and, in. And I got to say, you have done an excellent job, Kelly. This is terrifying to me just to look at it. It's terrifying uh, you. when you think of it. And yet, of course, for the Christian, you know, have a healthy respect for the evil one, but know that the Lord is, of course, stronger. Right, He's Lord right. of the universe. And uh, through his power, uh, you have been saved uh, on Calvary, and um, you will be in heaven and the devil won't be able to change that fact. So as long as as long as you stick with the name you can trust, like you know the Elmer's glue couldn't, yes. I couldn't stick. You know Jesus is the one who's stuck to you though, thank through goodness. your through your baptism. Yes. All right, all right. We are out of time, and I'd like to thank you, Kelly, and thank you. Uh, your website once again for further information is onustayarts.com. That's A-G-N-U-S-D-E-I arts.com. Well, Kelly, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to share all this information with the listener, and I look forward to another time with you to discuss art and uh, theology or whatever. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you to the listener for tuning in. That's agnusdeiarts.com for Kelly Shoemaker's website. The Lord be with you on this day that he has put together for you and for me. Up next to do the musical honors, Mr. Gary Duncan, our executive director. So keep it right here, Worldwide KFUO. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.